your count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the lie that it was up to me to make a name the world Jesus is the only name to remember And I Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for joining me again here uh, at 9 a.m. for another episode of Rise Up. This is episode number 45. We made it, guys, 45 times we have woke up together, 45 times we have, uh, you know, 
pressed live streaming for this Rise Up show, this this wonderful uh, glory to God. That's what this is. This show is a one-hour glory to God, a worship to God, the LFA family. You know, it's what we were lacking with the other shows, even with Live from America. Now, I have always given all glory to God for everything that we have built together. That is why every show I start out, before we get to the first and foremost section, with God, giving the glory, giving the, uh, the thankfulness, and giving the worship and the praise to the, to, to the man, to the, to the being, to the almighty, powerful creator of the universe who gave us even the breath in our lungs. <gasps> that was from God. <gasps> that was another gift, a gift that nobody else can give you. There's a third and a fourth, and they keep coming. That is a gift that nobody can give you. Elon Musk, with all of his money, he can't give me that gift. He cannot give me the gift of life. He can't give me the gift of breath. There's another one. Thank you, God. That is how much we need to be thanking God. Every time we blink our eyes, every time we cough, every time... Hillary knows about that. Every time you breathe, every time you look, see, open your eyes, touch, feel, smell, those are all gifts that nobody, no matter how much money they have, can give you. Shouldn't you be ever so thankful to the creator that gives you this daily? Tresno just gave $100 in the live chat already this morning. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, It is Valentine's Day. Eli, happy Valentine's Day. Here's the thing. Love is not found on February 14th. Love is not found on 214. February 214 is not where you're going to find the love that you are seeking. John 316 is where you find the love that you are seeking. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's where you find love. Not on February 214, but on John 316, ladies and gentlemen. So happy Valentine's Day to all of you. But every day is Valentine's Day when you understand that (gasps) that right there was a gift that was just given to you for no reason whatsoever. A gift that you don't deserve. A gift that you did not give in order to receive. (gasps) That, ladies and gentlemen, is love. That is grace. That is mercy. So my wife and I will not spend $100 today on flowers and candy for each other. As a matter of fact, we will spend our day. We might go out to dinner tonight, but we will have God at the center of our conversation. And secondarily, we will have the LFA family in our conversation. Love is not found on 214. It's found on John 316, ladies and gentlemen. So, God, not found on 214, but it's a refreshing reminder. God's perfect love. No, it's true. It's true, T. Mitchell. I'm not, uh, I'm not downing Valentine's Day. I think Valentine's Day is a great day for, you know, lovers to, to uh, you know, look back on the year of their love that they had together and, and what they were able to accomplish as one flesh under God. Uh, no, I, I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I don't have no problems with Valentine's day, but that's not where true love is found. 
True love is found in the word of God. Amen. Uh, I'd like to say hi to Bad Moon, T. Mitchell, Barbara Peters. Good morning. I'd like to say hello to Melanie Collier, who I was talking with this morning, whom I love and, and respect very much, and whom I might have more arguments with than any other Christian conservative on earth, but that's why we love each other so very much. Larry Rehas in the building, Bisbee fam. It's uh, uh, Trump. I can't remember the exact title of the, of the, of the, uh, the name of the, of the uh, person in here, but I think it was Trump 20. Was that it, Eli, or Trump for me or something? Very first time watching Rise Up. So I want to say welcome to those who might be getting up early for the first time. Uh, I see Kitten, 1948, Fano Boss, Lord Fishy in the building, Sonia Smith, how you doing? Good to see you. F. Graves, my husband and I are writing each other letters. Hey, and having a special dinner. Now that's a great idea. That's a great idea. I hope the letter ends with God bless. Today is my nephew's 53rd birthday. He was not expecting to live past 16, says Covey Jean. Mary I Am says, if the love isn't every day, then skip Valentine's Day. An idiot last night after 8 p.m. went into Michigan State University. Yes, yes, we saw that. That's very, very, very difficult. Very difficult. Planted by the water. Cindy is here. Barbara is here. Good to see you. Majorva is here. Cindy Lou who says, welcome to all newcomers. I, I uh, concur. I concur. Uh, I invited a group of singles to get together to see the Titanic on the big screen today. I, I'm getting them all a rose. Well, that is very nice of you. That is very, very, very nice of you. God bless you. Uh, Kalia says, me plus my daughter Casey is on the phone with little David. Well, hi, Casey. Hi, little David. Good to, good to have you guys all in here. Donnie C., good morning. Dr. Sauce Norton, good morning. DeClues, Denise994, good morning. Jess74, good morning. And one more here. Let's give it to Kenny. Uh, Kendi Ann, she says, good morning, lovely family. Well, good morning to you too. Well, let's start getting into prayer, folks, and then we've got a great show lined up for you today. I titled today's show, Doubt is Your Biggest Enemy. Doubt and fear are married, folks. Just like you and your husband or you and your wife are married, doubt and fear as a married couple can cause catastrophic uh, problems and, um, and issues in your life. And doubt and fear married together as one flesh can actually pull you away from God's plan for you. We're not going to let that happen. Let's first go to prayer and then we'll get into it. Here we go. Our Father, thank you so very much for this wonderful time together. Thank you. And I ask you to bless every single solitary soul that might lay their eyes or lend their ears to this message today, Lord. We know that you, your message through the Holy Spirit, spread across the world, is the only reason and is the best reason that we are here. We are here to spread the gospel, and in doing so, we understand, because you told us so, that we will find what our true purpose here is on earth. Lord, we thank you for this time together. We ask you, Lord, to give us an armor of God and wisdom to understand where doubt dwells in our life. Doubt and fear are the two biggest hurdles that we have to getting to you, Lord, and to do and, and f- to fulfill what you put us here to fulfill. Help us overcome doubt. Help us overcome fear. Help us recognize where they are in our lives so that we can pinpoint them and remove them. Lord, we thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Doubt and fear, folks. Happy birthday to Storms. Is it Storms' birthday? 
Is that what this storm storms? Storms 20. Your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Storms 20. Happy birthday to you. False evidence appearing real. Amen. And the devil knows how to do that. Folks, we're going to get right started today. We're going to go into the one-minute prayer for dads. And if you have this book, please, ladies and gentlemen, turn to page 20. Page number 20, as we'll be reading from 1 John 2, 16 and 17. And it is titled, This World. Why not? We live here, right? All that is in this world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but is from this world. Even the pride of life. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Now, you know how you're not going to be able to do the will of God? Do you, not, do you know how you're not going to be able to come into your season that God has created you to do by letting doubt and fear run and control your lives? And every one of us have an area of our lives where doubt and fear, or one of the two, is present. Now, I, under, I believe that fear leads to doubt. I believe you cannot have doubt unless there's fear first. So, the two are married, and if they are in your life, in any way, shape, or form, find out the area in which, in which they dwell and get rid of them. Get rid of them. We Christian dads can easily be distracted by the glitter of the world. What is it that attracts you personally to the desires of the world? What is it? Is it sweet tooth? Is it swearing? Is it anger? Is it control? Is it narcissism? Is it pride? Is it the love for money? What is it? What is it in your life that controls you? Ambition, money, material goods, whatever it is, it will likely cost you dad hours and still leave you dissatisfied. The thing is, if we're not satisfied by Christ and thus turn to the world for satisfaction, we're entering a maze that has no end or a revolving door that you, are, that you don't take your hand off of and you just keep going. The rat race. But dads who set aside their hunger for the world and focus on fatherhood will find themselves at the destination where happiness resides. Now, if I could just change one word in that book. Now, I didn't write this book, although it's a great book. I would change happiness for joy because you can find happiness in following the world's desires. You cannot find joy. That is the only thing I would change, is find themselves at the destination where joy resides. God, I can be dazzled at times by the glitter of this present world. I know if I persist in following the attractions of this world, 
I will suffer great loss. God, your kingdom has so much more for me than this world. Today, more glitter will be thrown my way. Help me to recognize it for what it is. Counterfeit riches. I believe somebody said that already in the chat. And reject it. Instead, may I draw from you the joys of the world to come, your kingdom and your eternal reign. Amen. Folks, uh, I started giving more of my, I mean, I guess you could say time. Well, just for, ex- for example, this morning, my five-year-old daughter said, bye, Lily. Have a great day. Do something godly today. Make sure God's with you today. Bye, Daddy. Love you. Give you a hug. Bye. See you later. Walking out the door saying, bye, bye everybody again. Love you. God bless. Lily says, Daddy. I said, what? She, has this, she loves dinosaurs, right? She has this little toy uh, triceratops. She says, she wants to give you a hug. I'm already halfway out the door. Now, three months ago me, a month ago me, a year ago me would have said, honey, I've already given you a hug. I got to go. I got to get to the office. But I've tried something different this last few weeks, and I've tried to practice what I'm preaching, right? And quality over quantity. So I thought about it for a minute, and the thing that popped into my head immediately was if my daughter, my five-year-old precious bundle of joy, my blessing that was supposed to have been dead multiple times before she was even uh, birthed from her mother's womb, if she were to die today, how much of my life would I regret not hugging her dinosaur? See, it took 10 seconds for me to walk over and hug that little dinosaur. Now, I was about to leave. I was already halfway out the door. And the devil was saying, no, no, you need to get to work. You've got to get to work. You've got to get to work. You've got stuff to do. Don't do what matters. Go to work. Now, what would I have done? Ten seconds? I might have turned my head a couple times or taken a few extra breaths here. But instead, I was able, thanks to God, to be able to think far enough into an alternate reality as if my daughter died today, would I spend the rest of my life regretting not hugging that little dinosaur? Of course I would. Now, the dinosaur has nothing to do with it. The act of what my daughter asked me to do. That's important. And so what the devil does in my life As far as this job goes, Eli and I had a great discussion this morning. Now, I know that I'm going off on a couple different rails here. At least my my, uh, change in direction isn't going to derail and cause a chemical explosion, right? So Eli and I were talking about the, the stress of this job this morning. And Eli was out there and he's just like, I just don't get it. Why is this? Why isn't anybody doing about anything about this? Why is this still sitting this way? Why aren't people in this state doing this? What are we doing? Why is it Eli is starting to understand now that he's been here a year what this job takes? And what this job takes is knowing almost everything that's going on while the world is ignorant. Ignorance is bliss. Knowing almost everything that's going on in every state, from sea to shining sea and across the world, putting it all together, not being able to get away from it because you're immersed in it, because it's your job. Meanwhile, the world, 
even his own wife, even my own wife, to some degree, knows that they can't do much about it in a, micro, in a macro level. But you know what you can do? You can do something about it at a micro level. At a micro level. You can change the world around you. But the world would rather be ignorant because ignorance is bliss. So the stress of this job puts doubt in your mind. Will this country ever be saved? That's the devil. Of course it will. Of course it will. Because if you speak it into existence and you believe in your full heart that you are doing the work of Jesus, trust me, it will come to fruition. Belief. Jeremy, why are you so optimistic all the time? I wouldn't call it optimism. I'd call it belief. I don't have optimism in and faith in the people of this world or this country to make America great again. But I have faith in Jesus and Jesus' teachings that says if we turn back to God, everything will change. So I have faith, not so much optimism. I refuse to lose. And I refuse to think that God can lose. So yes, the stress of this day every day, doubt, doubt, doubt always. Are you doing enough? Jeremy, when you go to work every day and you tell everybody about everything that's going on because you spend, you know, 10 hours a day researching, are you doing enough? Why aren't you at the D.C. Gulag helping those people get out of jail? Why aren't you at the White House protesting an illegitimate president? Why aren't you out at the county jail where that Arizona man, that 73-year-old man, is being held on a million-dollar bond for doing nothing wrong? Why aren't you doing more? That's what I hear every day. Every day. Doubt. So when I'm running out to work and my foot is halfway out the door and my daughter says, come back and hug this stupid little dinosaur, doubt in my mind is saying, no, you don't have time for that. Get your butt to work. You've got a country to save. But how am I going to save a country? How am I going to help save a country if my family is crumbling because they don't get the love and attention that they deserve and need from their father? Doubt. This job especially. Does anybody know how to find Jeremy on Roku TV? Yes. LFA Space TV. LFA Space TV. And if that doesn't work, do LFA Space T period V. That might pull it up. I'd like to thank everybody here for... um, Thank you, Bad Moon. I appreciate it. Thank you. L. Jacob says you're one man and doing exactly what God needs you to do. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, I know. I know. It's not uh, It's not the easiest thing in the world, is it? Uh, let's bring up the rumble chat here and see what people are saying. Just a dinosaur. It's nothing. Yeah. Now the dinosaur isn't, but definitely, definitely the, uh, the act of doing the hug definitely was. Um, we do something every day to change as much as we can. God has this, Jeremy. Amen. You did the absolute right thing. Well, thank you. We are all part of this battle. Yes, we are. You can't do it all, Jeremy. Give yourself a break. We appreciate it. No, I know. I know, but that's the doubt that comes in. You know what I mean? I know that doubt isn't real, and I know I'm doing everything I can, but, but you know, every day, that, that, that voice, you're not doing enough. 
get off of your your fat rear end and do more. I mean, I hear it all day. Jeremy, the greatest accomplishment you have is bringing up, what was that? I didn't get to see that. I apologize. I apologize. Can only do so much. Breathe, Jeremy, breathe. Yeah, every, every breath is a blessing, right? You made the right choice, Jeremy. Thank you. Godfidence is needed to overcome doubt. Ooh, I love that. I've never heard that before. Godfidence instead of confidence? Yes, amen. Let's get more of that. Let's get more of that. Crafty, you can also add Rumble under your subscriptions in Roku, and it will add to your options to watch. That's another thing. Yeah, you can go right to Rumble, and you can watch it right there too. Yep. That's a quote from a a movie, Every Time I Hear a Dinosaur. (laughs) Raising godly children is so important. Amen. Jeremy, God used sweet lily to get you to stop and smell the roses. Wow. Wow. Jeremy, I sent you an email asking help from the LFA family. Yeah, we've got a couple people that have, uh, that have been asking for help as well, um, and we're going to be raising some money today for them as well. But uh, we'll try to get to it, man. We, we really will. Um, Jeremy, I'll never forget when Alex Jones said he didn't feel like he was doing enough. Made me think. I never heard, I didn't know he said that. Hugging that little dinosaur gave you a boost, and Lily will remember. Well, that's true. That is true. Uh, I want to play a. Um, I want to play something for you, if I can, real quick here. Um, let me go to my. Give me one second. I saved some stuff. Every time I see some really interesting things, I save them so that when we do rise up, uh, we can go over them. Let me just see here. Um. Yeah, of course, it's going to be really hard to pull up there. All right, give me a second here. I think you need to hear this because these are just like little messages that I that I get, you know, throughout the day. And I believe they're directly from God. I got to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, that could just me, you know, hoping for the best. Uh, let's see. OK, here it is right here. Let, I want to play this for you. I want you to uh, let's bring this up on the big screen here. There we go. All right. I'm going to I'm going to side by side this bad boy. Here we go. I want you to listen to this. Discussion. I want to highlight a story from the book of Acts that I noticed really for the first time only about a week ago. Acts chapter 14 verses 1 through 7. So it's a story about Paul and Barnabas and they go into a new city called Iconium. They stuck to their tradition and they went to the Jewish synagogue. It says is that they spoke in such a way that great numbers believed. Not just Jews, but Greeks also. So here's the crazy thing. The unbelieving Jews started to stir up the whole town. They were trying to poison the local people's minds against the message that Paul and Barnabas were preaching. This is the part I love that inspires and motivates me so much. These two guys did not back down. The thing last said is that people were stirred up against them. And so they're like, yeah, well, stick around. We're going to press on. We're going to persevere through this. And God was so honoring and so faithful to their determination. It says that while they were speaking boldly, God would confirm their message with signs and wonders and miracles and healings. So Christian, what do you do? What have I done when we face opposition? I have an encouragement for you and a resolution from me. Let's persevere. Let's press on when we're speaking the words of life, when we're speaking about Christ. Let's be bold. Let's trust and expect and wait for God 
God to move in power and confirm the words of truth that we're speaking to transform people's lives. Let's not even acknowledge the fear that's wherever we are. Let's just look at Jesus, the one who makes us courageous, who exemplified a courageous heart, and let's follow where he's leading us. Asterisk, this doesn't mean being angry at people. There's so much compassion and love when we press on with boldness. Another mail time discussion. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Does that not describe what we need to be doing when we feel like we're not doing enough? When we feel like we're not doing enough, the best thing for us to do is do more with God. Read more of the word. Preach more. Go out and publicly preach more. Go out and help people. Plant seeds. Spread the word. Spread the good news. That is the only thing that you can do in your own life when you feel like you're not doing enough. That is the only thing that you can do. That is the righteous thing to do. That is what God would want you to do because the D.C. gulag, the southern border, the alien invasion on the southern border, the fake alien invasion from the sky, the economy, all this stuff, all of it is temporary. All of it is temporary. I would imagine that George Washington probably thought he could have done more. I would imagine that everybody outside of Jesus Christ imagines that they could do more or should have done more, or regrets not doing more. So the answer that, I, that God has given me over the last week or so is when you feel like you're not doing enough, when you're doubting yourself, the best thing that you can do, find out where that doubt is, try to remove it. And the best way to remove it is to go to Jesus for the answer. Go to God. Best way to remove it. We're going to move on to the Bible promise book for mornings and evenings. We're making great time, and it looks like we're going to be able to get to everything today. And that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited for. Now, please share this video. We have over 1,100 people watching, but we only have 342 rumbles. For the life of me, I can never understand how we have 1,100 people watching. We have hundreds of people in the chat, but we only have, you know, 20% of, 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 the, uh, of the people watching who just clicked the thumbs up button. So if you could please click that thumbs up button. You guys did amazing yesterday. Both Live From America has had over 2,000 rumbles. That is a milestone, and I want to thank you for that. But you have no idea what that means for this new streaming network that we have called LFA TV. The rumbles are the greatest thing that you could possibly do outside of sharing. So, um... Somebody's cooking eggs. I bet that's expensive. <laughs> it's like cooking gold. All right, here we go. Anxiety, right? Anxiety, fear, doubt, depression. They're a family. Now, fear and doubt are the mom and dad. Anxiety and depression and loneliness and despair, those are the children of fear and doubt. Think of it like that. A very dysfunctional family. Proverbs 12.25. Proverbs should be read every day. And you know what? I don't even read Proverbs every day. Maybe I should take my own advice and read Proverbs every day. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. But a good work, a good word makes it glad, says Proverbs 12.25. And from Psalm 127, 1 and 2, Psalm 127, 1 and 2. Without the help of the Lord, it is useless to build a home or to guard a city. So there, there, I mean, I'm going to stop right there. That tells us right there, guys, right there. There's no way to make America great again unless we make America godly again. There's no way. There's no way. Without the help of the Lord, it's useless to build a home or guard a city. There you go. 
You can't do it. It is useless to get up early and stay up late in order to earn a living. God takes care of his own, even while they sleep. Becca says, I struggle with anxiety and fear. I think a lot of us do. I think a lot of us do. It's okay, Bumblebee Patriot said, just rumbled. I'm sorry, I always forget. It's okay, it's why we remind you throughout the show. I don't think we've ever gotten 600 rumbles on live for, on a Rise Up, have we, Eli? Never. So if we can hit 600 rumbles, that would be a milestone for us. Thank you, Wendy. God bless you. See you at CPAC, Wendy. Yeah, I can't wait. And I'm so glad you guys are all uh, uploading your pictures and the profiles as well. All right, here we go. Stress can make you feel like a grape in a wine press. Ooh, like a grape in a wine press? That doesn't sound like a good day. The good news is that God has given you everything that you need, but it's up to you to utilize the wisdom that he's provided. Alleviate pressure where you can and then know that God's power will make up for the rest. Lord, help me do what I can do. And I'll trust you to do it for me, those things that I can't do. Amen. Folks, we just talked about on a macro level, there's not much that you and I can do. On a macro level, there's not much you and I can do, but on a micro level, there is. Just like there's a such thing as microevolution, but not macroevolution, meaning the animals don't turn into other animals unless you are a caterpillar. Humans do not turn into other things. You cannot be a cat. You cannot be a girl if you were born a boy. You cannot transform into a cow or a grape, or you cannot transform into an ape or a, uh, a butterfly. Only a caterpillar can do that. Truly amazing stuff that we get every day in the word of God. Is that last part there? Help me do what I can do. Let me do what I can do and help me do what I can't. So those things that we can't do, like you and I, we can't get those people out of the January 6th gulag, right? You and I cannot go close the southern border by ourselves, can we? No, we can't. $150 was just given by Patty, 1186, saying good morning, please use where needed. That kind of stuff is what keeps this network going, you guys. It really does. And I know that you guys can trust me, but I promise you I will never spend money where money does not need to be spent for this company, for what to, to, to spread the message and the gospel and the truth. I'll never will. But folks, that tells you right there. Only change what you can and rely on God to change what you cannot. Now, we did not get to read from this book for the last few days, but it is praying through the names of God. So Yahweh, Elohim, Adonai, uh, Jehovah Jireh. There's so many names that God has. And this book actually goes through those names and actually touches on scripture as it does so. So now we're reading from El Elohim Jehovah, the mighty one, God, the Lord. El Elohim Jehovah. Joshua 22, 22 says the mighty one, God, the Lord. El Elohim Jehovah, the mighty one, God, the Lord. He knows. And may Israel itself know. If it was in rebellion or if in an unfaithful act against the Lord, do not save us this day. Adoration. 
El Elohim Jehovah. You are the mighty one. You are the mighty God, the Lord. We don't have adequate words in our language to express the great and mighty aspects of who you are. So we repeat the words in an attempt to give you a, um, a semblance of what is due. You know all, you are over all. You are stronger than all and everything combined. I praise you for your power and strength and might and humbly bow before you to honor your rightful place in my life is El Elohim Jehovah. Confession. Pardon my iniquities, for they are many. I confess that I have not always honored you as the mighty, powerful, and strong one over all. Too often I place my own wants and desires above seeking what you want and desire in and through me. Forgive me for boxing you in, trying to figure you out, or predicting what you will do, rather than acknowledging that you are the Lord God of gods. You know and see everything and deserve the highest place of respect in my heart. Folks, you don't have to criticize God to criticize God. You don't have to slap God in the face to slap God in the face. You merely have to do it to one of his children. You merely have to do it to a plan that he's put before you. And you are disrespecting him. Thanksgiving. I thank you that in your great power and might, you also remain as Jehovah, the relational God. You are not so you are not so strong and so big that you forget to commune with somebody like me, a little old person like me. You can accomplish your plans without me, but thank you for giving me a role in your plans anyway because you love me. Thank you for the love, a healthy love, not dependent on anyone else. Because of your strength and your power, you are able to love even in the face of disappointment. And then supplication. Teach me to love like you. Teach me to walk in your strength and your might. Your spirit lives within me, your child, and I can access your strength through your spirit's presence. I'm not always strong, especially in the face of a health crisis or a financial issue or a difficult relationship, but you are mighty. So I ask you to intervene in my thoughts, my heart, and my mind when these situations arise so I can fully manifest your might and power in my life. Now, one thing for sure, folks, you are not going to want to miss You are not going to want to miss today's live from America when we break down the verse of the day. Now, usually at the end of this show, I just read you the verse of the day, but I don't break it down um, on this show. I wait until 11 to break it down. There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Because I want everybody involved. We only get about 1,200 people watching Rise Up, which is a blessing in of itself. I'd love to have 4,000 people watching like on Live from America. The problem is, folks, it's the same reason why we don't have people in, watching in the first two, 15 minutes of LFA. They do not want to hear from God. Hearing from God is the last thing that they want right now. And unfortunately, that's just where they are in their lives. Now, I want to read uh, from Heaven 90 Devotions from Our Daily Bread. Then we're going to go to our sponsor, Trumpet. Then I'm going to play you another video, and then we're going to get back to it. To die is gain, Philippians 1.21. To me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. We talked about this last week. Thank you, So Salty. Buy chocolates or flowers for Sabrina. It's Valentine's Day, a day of love, a hug from Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, So Salty. 
Philippians 121, not long ago, I was feeling gratitude to God for his goodness to me during the past eight years. But as I reflected on my life, I felt grief. As I recalled the day when I learned that my brother Cornelius had been killed in action, World War II. He was only 20 years old, and unlike me, he never realized the aspirations and hopes that are part of youth. Neither did the many young people who died during the years I was a pastor. Every one of these experiences was emotionally and spiritually draining. Such grief, such loss. C.S. Lewis reminds us that death and grief are not the whole picture. However, at the close of his book, The Last Battle, Peter, Edmund, and Lucy meet the great lion, Aslan, a symbol of Christ in heaven, who tells them that they died in an accident. Lewis wrote, And as he spoke, he no longer looked to them like a lion. But the things that began to happen after that were so great and beautiful that I cannot write them. And for us, this is the end of all the stories. But for them, it is only the beginning of the real story. For the Christian, the real story is endless life and joy with Jesus. To live is Christ which means joyful service as well as suffering and grief. But to die is gain. That's when the real story begins. This is just a prelude. This is just the introduction. Folks, we are nothing but adults in a womb. A nice womb with a view, if I might add. Being in our mother's womb in our belly was the first stage of our life that God gave us and when he plucked our souls from heaven and gave us a human body. After you're born out of your mother, this is another stage. This is stage two. This is another womb, a bigger womb, a womb for you to journey and, and, and find what God has put you here for. The next stage is the beginning of actual eternal life. Now, that may sound to somebody who's not... who has not walked very long with Jesus, who's very at the very beginning of their journey with Jesus. It might sound like a fairy tale or a superhero movie. <laughs> it is. It is a superhero movie. The only difference is Jesus didn't wear a cape. Jesus didn't wear a cape. But he was a lot better than Superman, Batman, the Justice League, The Avengers all combined. They all look to him. He's their superhero. Truly remarkable. Truly remarkable stuff. I want to play another video for you, and then we'll go to our sponsor for the day. I want you to listen to this. It's going to blow your mind. What are the parameters to get into heaven? Just Perfection. Perfection? Yes. So is there anybody in heaven right now? Yes. And they were perfect? No. Okay. I'm so, just answering your question. Okay. So yeah. the parameters to get into heaven are perfection. Correct. There are people in heaven. Yes, ma'am. But nobody's been perfect. Correct. How's that possible? Grace. Okay. All right. Here, God is rich in mercy, and he desires to save sinners, but he can't just forgive it and pretend those things didn't exist because then he would be unjust, and he's not. So his plan from eternity past 
was to send his son in human flesh to be a representative for you, to take the punishment you deserve, to take all of the righteous deeds that he did his entire life, credit them to your account. If you will repent and put your trust in his son, he will forgive you because he makes you perfect okay. in Christ. What are the parameters to get into Woo! heaven? Just this woman says, what are the parameters to get into Christ? He says, perfection. She says, but there's no perfect people. That's correct. But other people in heaven? Yes. Well, how is there people in heaven if the parameters to get into heaven is perfection and nobody's perfect? Christ. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. But see, the on-defense people, the what they call non-believers, which I don't believe that's true. I believe everybody's a believer. They're just a resistor. Uh, a rebellious person. They don't understand this part. They don't understand that God required payment. Jesus paid in full. You are made perfect because of Jesus. He's your golden ticket to get on the train. If you don't have it, you can't go. It's as simple as that. It doesn't have to be difficult to understand. It doesn't have to be difficult to try to point out or teach somebody. It's literally that simple. The only difference is, is people can't understand that because it's not a physical object. It's not money. It's not a transfer of physical payment. But I would argue it is the transfer of the most serious and dire physical payment that you could ever have. The man was tortured. What Jesus went through, I want you to be clear because a lot of people say that I don't say this enough. Okay, what Jesus went through is what you will go through in hell every second of every day. There are no days. There's just eternity. You don't get a rest. You don't get to go to sleep in hell and wake up and just start getting a, a, a beat and abused and tortured again. That doesn't work like that. It is constant forever. Now, I know it's hard to grasp forever. I do. I do. But what Jesus endured on that cross, which is historically proven that the man, Jesus, regardless if you believe he was a God or not, went through that pain. That is the pain that you're going to experience every day. That same exact pain that he went through. He took it for you. It's that easy to, to, to understand. And when you get it, when the light bulb pops on above your head, everything will change. Everything will change. What a great video. What a great video. And what a great answer that guy gave. I want to go to our sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, which is Trumpet Daily. What a great sponsor. What's great about them is the amount that they are sponsoring this show with. $6,000 every month as long as they're sponsoring us. However, a sponsor won't stay if they're not seeing people come to them. So, ladies and gentlemen, I strongly urge you to go sign up for the Trumpet Daily. You get publications and magazines like this one right here. Look at that. Look who's on the front of that. You get stuff like this. You get to learn so much about Israel. You get to learn so much about the Holy Land. You get to learn so much about God's chosen. The Trumpet Daily is amazing. Stephen Flurry is amazing. The Trumpet Daily, 
was one of the first ones in the very beginning to start calling out Obama as closest thing to what we knew as the Antichrist. They understood it and they knew it. This is the kind of Christian conservative political and and faith-filled, faith-based company as I'm trying to build. We are synonymous with each other. We We work in a symbiotic way. And do you know what that money is going towards that they're blessing this company with? Our Christian school, CCA, which desperately needs this money because they're being kicked out or being removed from the place they've been for the last 30 years. They need to buy a building that's worth a million dollars. Now, I know $6,000 a month isn't a lot, but it's going to pay bills for them. And if we get another sponsor for Rise Up, guess what? That money's going to go to another region for another Christian school because we need Bible-based academics in this country more now than ever. That is the solution. That is how we win. That is how we make America great again. So they have two sites, thetrumpetdaily.com and americaunderattack.com. Please check them out. Please check them out. Now, I want to read from Jesus Listens. It's been a while since we've read through this book. Signed up Saturday, but haven't gotten any emails. Better check my junk box. Yeah, I would, I'd say so. Compassionate God, you are the perfect antidote to loneliness. How many of you are lonely? Raise your hands. Don't be afraid. It's okay. How many of you feel lonely day to day? Eli L. Ryder just gave you 20 bucks. Thank you. For you are the Lord, my God, who takes hold of my right hand and says to me, do not fear, I will help you. How many people have looked down on you when you feel low and depressed and lonely and despair is kicking in? How many people in your life have walked up to you with a gentle voice, reached out their hand and said, Do not fear. I will help you. Very, very few people in my life have ever done that. Sometimes I like to close my right hand as if I'm grasping Jesus' hand. This symbolic gesture enables me to feel connected to you, your loving presence. I especially need this sense of connection when I feel lonely or afraid. I'm going to show you a video in a minute about connection. Okay? I'm thankful I can tell you about my feelings and the struggles I face. The people that are saying that they feel lonely, those people are taking a step of faith right now by saying that. They're putting their personal lives on blast for everybody to see. There is a remedy for that, folks, if you're raising your hand. It's right here. It's right here. And it's right here on Rise Up every morning. When we get to be together, how many of you are widows? There's a lot of you out there. I know there is. The only thing you have, the only sense of family you have and left is Live from America family and the Rise Up family. We're going to be here for you for as long as God permits, I promise you. And when we have that family get together at the Ark in Kentucky, I'm going to hug every one of you like, I hug, like I'm going to hug Jesus. You already know about all the struggles I face, but it does me good to bring them to you. As I spend time basking in the light of your presence, I realize how safe and secure I really am. You are with me every nanosecond of my life, so I'm never alone. Never alone. The more I seek your face, the more I gain your perspective on my life. At times, I find it useful to write out my prayer concerns. 
This clarifies my thinking and provides a record of my prayers. I've never done that. I think I should start doing that. It's very hard to type, I am lonely, isn't it? Eli, are you looking at the chat? How hard must it be to type, I am lonely? How refreshing it must be to type, I am lonely. Good job. Good job to those who feel that way who actually typed it because that's the first stage. You know where to go for remedy. Just because you feel alone doesn't mean you are alone. The more I seek your face, the more I gain your perspective of my life. I love it. I rejoice that you are watching over me continuously. Play another video for you if I can about being connected to the earth, to God. This is going to blow your mind. Did you know? Watch this side by side. Here we go. That the shoes that we wear are probably the most detrimental thing to our physical and our emotional health. And I'm going to tell you why. Now, back in the day, we used to wear wooden or wool shoes because it would not interfere with our connection to the earth. And it wasn't until a short time ago that rubber shoes were introduced. And I believe this was done purposely by Big Pharma and the elites to intentionally sever the connection with us and the earth. Now, not a lot of people know this, but every single system in the entire human body that we can measure all goes back to normal when we are grounded. And being grounded simply means that we are connected to the earth through the soles of our feet. Think about it. All the electricity that we use works the most efficiently by being grounded to the earth. So why would we be any different? We are electrical beings. Now what happens when we touch the earth is our body instantly saturates with electrons. And these electrons coat our red blood cells so they repel each other. Which means the blood viscosity goes down. It's easier for the heart to pump blood. Then blood pressure goes down and all sorts of cardiovascular issues are resolved just by putting our feet on the ground. And this is just one benefit. There are thousands of studies that have shown that earthing reduces inflammation in the body, which is at the root of most diseases. It's also proven to increase your sleep cycle, reduce stress by balancing cortisol levels, and many more health benefits. This is why it always feels good to be outside with your bare feet on the ground. Now, I'm not saying that society should go shoeless. We're way past that point. Now, did you know that the shoes that we wear are probably the most detrimental? What do you guys think of that? And what do you guys think of the fact that they call that the soles of your feet? Staying grounded. We are electric beings, aren't we? After all. How many of you feel so much better when your feet are, your shoes are off and your toes are in the grass? Feeling the grass. Stay grounded, ladies and gentlemen. Stay grounded to the womb that you are currently in. You'll feel safer. You'll feel healthier. So if you're drinking Field of Greens, breathing in ViroCleanse air, listening to the word, listening to the truth, and you're closer to God, I have a feeling you might live longer. I have a feeling you might live longer. Anyway, folks, let's go right to the verse of the day as we're running short on time here. The verse of the day today was truly phenomenal. You're going to love this. Doubt is your biggest enemy. We're going to read from James 1, 5 through 8. Again, James 1, 5 through 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. Actually, what I want to do right now, before as we read this, I, I, I've, I've wanted to do this for a while. 
I want to I want to start the music while we're while we're talking here. I think that's the way we should do things from now on. All right, let's go. James 1, 5 through 8. Let's get to it now. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will ever receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all of his ways. Wow. Powerful stuff. Folks, I'm going to leave you with only Jesus. His is the only name to remember, which is why that Super Bowl commercial was so incredibly powerful. And what a genius move. It got the world talking about Jesus, and his is the only name to remember. I love each and every one of you. Thank you for staying here on Rise Up. We need five more rumbles to f- hit 500. It looks like we couldn't get to 600, but it is what it is. I guess that's not the will of the Lord today. Sean Farish and Ungoverned is coming up next. Please rumble, 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 and get every show in live for, on, on LFA TV into the top 20 on Rumble. Every show needs over 1,000 rumbles. We can do this. God bless you guys. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for being here. Remember, stop doubting and make the Lord the part of your life every day. God bless. See you later.